All right, welcome to the Sports Master number 86, November 23rd, day before Thanksgiving. Sports world is really going, really moving. A lot of Happy things going on. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Absolutely. Um, we'll start in the NBA where we have some very 76ers and Nets-centered topics. We did play last night, and uh, despite no Maxi or Harden or Embiid, the, the 76ers did win. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of Embiid, they lost him to another foot injury. He's set to uh, sit the next two games. I don't even think it's just him. I think that's what all these guys are out with their foot injuries. That's bizarre. That's what they lost another player to a foot injury. Yeah. And Embiid to sit the next two. Yeah. So, yeah, then you had Kyrie returns to the Nets, and then the Nets fall to the 76ers last night without all the 76ers stars. They even had P.J. Tucker plays for the 76ers, played 37 minutes, didn't even score. That's very on brand for, for those types of players. There's always but, that guy, defensive guy. Uh, KD only shot one threes over one. The starters score, but they don't have any bench scoring. Seems uh, like a common theme of that Seth, era of Nets basketball. Seth's, Seth Curry, I think, had 14. Uh, Joe Harris, one for eight for the game. Oh, and it was one three. He was one for seven from the three point line. It's not going to fly. Tobias Harris had a big game, though. So, a guy that, you know, the Nets waited a whole year for him to come back from, and he's another one of their three point threats along with Curry, and then he's one for seven. Yeah, can't have it. Uh, in the NFL, the Jets, unsurprisingly, given everything that's gone down in the last few days, they benched Zach Wilson. Mike White will start on Sunday against the Bears. Which I guess they told the team this in a team meeting. And Zach Wilson's 5-2 and two as a starter. His only two losses are to the Patriots. Yeah, that's fair. But I would also say that he's played horribly, especially in those Patriots games. And also his post-game press conference when he's asked if he would take any blame for it for them only getting, what was it, two yards of offense in the second half? Yeah. And he said no. That's the big like, thing. you got to take yeah. some ownership there if you can't even get yeah. more than two yards. I think this will ultimately be good for him, maybe a learning experience, maybe a wake-up call to reality. Um, but the Jets are a team that is trying to win now. Obviously, their defense is really good. So the fact that they did absolutely nothing on offense, and like it's not like he was turning the ball over. He was just wildly inaccurate. And yeah. I think part of that inaccuracy is him being afraid to throw a pick. Which I'm surprised it's uh, Mike White over Flacco. Yeah, I, I think they've already tried the Flacco thing this year. It was okay, but I think Mike White probably gives them a better chance to win out of the three right now, in my opinion, given what we've seen from Mike White. And I think the other the problem is that Brees Hall's out. They can't run the ball as effectively, which if they could do that, I think they would be in any in any game with anybody. Now that you said has what's – the running back they traded for, James, James Robinson, Robinson, has he even really done anything in the last – I haven't been monitoring years? those numbers. Um, That's what I'm looking up right now, if he did anything in this game. Let's see. He had he 10 seven yards. carries for 10 yards. Patriots defense is really good. But, um, yeah, there's obviously a clear difference between what they have now and what they have when Brees Hall is healthy. So – they're going to figure that out. We'll see how Mike White plays against the Bears defense. That's not good. Like, they don't get to the quarterback. Their secondary is okay, but they're not a good defense. Um, no, they got rid of everyone that was yeah. their pass rush. Well, Robert Quinn wasn't doing anything anyway, but 
They have and 15 sacks as a team, yeah. Roquan Smith's gone as well. Takes away a lot of the middle of the field. Uh, the Texans bench quarterback Davis Mills for Kyle Allen. I mean, there's nothing really here. The Texans are like the worst team in the league by a mile. So The craziest thing, though, is uh, Levy Smith had a conference or an interview or whatever this, today, and he said nothing about this. It was NFL Network or one of those Schefter or somebody who's the one who said that this Kyle Allen was going to start. Lovey Smith didn't say this. Yeah. In his press conference. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think the Lovey Smith thing is going to last very long. There. Maybe he gets to next season, and I don't but think yeah, he's going to last Dave's, beyond that. He, he threw two picks last Sunday. The one was on the first drive for a pick six, but his completion percentage is horrible. Well, I mean, they had they gave David Coley one season, and he won four games and lost thirteen, and that was a way more drastic situation given what they were dealing with with Deshaun Watson last season. And I don't think Lovey has any chance to reach four wins in his first season. So, I think this could, if if this does actually happen, where Colin Starr, I think it's more just trying to maybe try getting a spark in the yeah, offense or something. something up. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, all right, week 11 recap. Uh, you had Thursday Night Football, you had the Titans beat the Packers 27-17. to uh, All I had to say about this was the Titans just out the Packers. Yeah, the, uh, the, the Titans kind of played the game that they wanted to play, run the football, control the ball. And the Packers are a dead team at this point, and they didn't really play well defensively. They couldn't get stops until – second half uh, they made Ryan Tannehill look like Tom Brady in his prime they played a lot of soft zone coverage which hasn't worked all season yet Joe Barry continues to do it so if he has a job when this season is over I will question everything that there is to question about this franchise so anyway the, the Titans they they came in played the game they wanted to control the ball and they win so it's not surprising just disappointing really but anyway uh, the Falcons beat the Bears 27-24. Bears late struggles again. Falcons escape with a win. I think if the Falcons didn't screw up against Carolina and uh, the Chargers, they'd probably be able to maybe not win the division, but they'd be in a very good spot, which they're not in that great of a spot right now with some of these games. But yeah. they didn't win this one. Yeah, it's just their offense is so weird. And then, they I mean, Cordero Patterson had to return a – Yep. Kickoff. Yeah. He can still uh, move for that age. Yeah, and then uh, you had the Bills beat the Browns 31 to 23 in a game that was moved from Buffalo to Detroit. Uh, the Browns look terrible. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing they're just ready for Deshaun Watson return, which is it this week he's able to play? Uh, I still think it. I still. I don't. I thought it was a couple weeks. Um, I thought it was he would be back for the Texans game, which I think is next week. Mm. But either way, the Browns' season was probably over the minute they traded for Deshaun Watson. And their offense just looked horrible. And as a guy in fantasy wise who had Nick Chubb, they seemed to get rid of running the ball early. 
and just throw the ball. I mean, Amari Cooper had a big day, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the Eagles beat the Colts 17-16. Eagles survive as the Colts. They played better under Jeff Saturday as their head coach. No doubt they had a chance to win this game. So Yeah, and this was a late touchdown from the Eagles to go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots beat the Jets 10-3. to It was a punt fest, including the last punch or last punt returned for a touchdown, which is the first punt return of the year for a touchdown. And it just so happened to be that the guy I was playing went to, I was kind of neck and neck with a fantasy, had the Patriots defense, and then I get a kick in the nuts as the uh, Patriots return uh, punt for a touchdown. And it was over 50 yards, even more bonus points to his defense. Yeah, I have the Patriots defense to fantasy as well, and I lost. But anyway, uh, Bill Belichick owes the Jets. So until the Jets beat Bill Belichick, I'm not going to pick against him. And, and Zach Wilson – his numbers in games he's played against the Patriots in, in, in the last two seasons, I think he's either played three or four, are, like, atrocious. Like, I kind of want to look them up because of how bad I feel they are, you know? So it's just one of those things. Bill Belichick against most young quarterbacks, they just can't figure it out, and uh, it's it's been really bad for him. Let me see if I can find yeah, this. I mean, Mac, Mac Jones was 23 of 27 for 246 yards. They didn't run the ball that great, or at least Ramon Stevenson and Damian Harris had eight carries for 65 yards. Here are the numbers. Zach Wilson in his career against the Patriots, 0-4. He's completed 54 of 106 passes, which is 50.94%. Uh, He's thrown two touchdowns seven interceptions, sacked 11 times, and his rating is 50.6. I mean, he was sacked four times Sunday. Yeah, pretty his bad. Q, his QBR was 24.5. He was 9 for 22 for 77 yards. Yeah, it's bad. Seven picks. He hasn't thrown more than two picks against any opponent, but he's thrown seven against New England. Of course, he's played New England the most, but he's played the Bills twice, didn't throw a pick. He's played the Dolphins twice, hasn't thrown a pick. But it's a little different with the Patriots, I guess. So, dominant. Uh, Saints beat the Rams 27-20. My comment on this game is that I think both of these teams are terrible. Yeah, so, the, Rams, the Rams' defense is all of a sudden crap. Kind of makes you wonder that maybe McVay and Aaron Donald should have hung it up like people were saying they were going to because, like, this is a train wreck. I mean, Andy Dalton had a day throwing the ball. Once yeah. again – Alvin Kamara is non-existent in the offense. Yeah, I can't really even watch either of these teams. It's hard to watch. And then you had the Lions. The Lions beat the Giants 31-18. Lions uh, stun the G-men and get a big-time win for the program. I wonder what they do with their quarterback situation. Like, do they stick with golf? Because I don't think they're going to get one of those. I think they're going to end up with, with the winning that they've been doing. They're going to end up with a pick that's not going to be a good spot for a quarterback. So... I wonder what they do there. Because, like, when was the last time they didn't take any quarterbacks in the first round when uh, Stafford was there? So, no, they do would, they have picks coming from that Stafford trade? At they all? do. They do have the Rams first. But I also think that's going to be in a spot. Like, they're going to end up like eight and 12 or something. And it's like, those yeah. aren't great picks for the quarterbacks, especially since I think after Stroud and Bryce Young, I don't, I think there's a big drop off there. Yeah. But I mean, Tennessee's quarterback, I, I think he can come out. And he's got torn ACL, so 
right, that could be a more guy, year there. That could be a guy you take. Actually, no, he can come out. Okay. That could but be he's a guy also, you, you could yeah. take and sit behind Goff for a year. No, he's 24. I just don't think they, that that's going to happen. He's too old already, plus the fact that he's got the ACL injury. That's maybe something you do in like the third round because I think he's going to end up drafted way outside of the first with the injury and the, the age is a big factor there as well. It's kind of like uh, – what's his name? Who was drafted Williams. last year? 24-year-old. No, quarterback. Um, who is – Kenny Pickett. Yeah, Kenny Pickett, 24 years old. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe they think that Will Levis is good, which there's no way Kentucky's quarterback – but either way, props to the Lions. They keep winning. Their offense is good. Jamal Williams, boom. Uh, speaking of offenses that aren't good, on the flip side, the Ravens beat the Panthers 13-3. to Panthers are a little bit uh, scrappy. You know, they, they hang around in games. But the Ravens' defense dominated. Baker Mayfield returns, throws two interceptions, and uh, yeah. And supposed to be Sam Darnold is going to be a starter this week. Yeah. I just think that they're so just you're just on, you're just on the quarterback carousel over there in Carolina. And I bet if you're a Jets fan right now, you're like, Sam Darnold might be successful this is a game with you this think, roster. It's the game you think the Ravens would destroy the Panthers. But, I mean, they have, like, for the last few years, they drafted almost all defense. Yeah. All those corners, J.C. Horn and everybody. Yeah, I mean, you would think that, especially with Steve Wilkes being their interim head coach now, a defensive guy. You would think their defense is turning up, and they have. Which I did see uh, a video of when uh, Carolina was playing Atlanta. Who's the uh, Arthur um, Blink? Yeah, he came up to Jace to JC Horn and asked if his dad was Joe Horn. And when they were talking about the days out, he's the one who helped Roddy White be become Roddy White and blah blah. And told yeah, me loves his dad. That. He's like, tell your dad I said hi. Yeah, so that that was a good, good moment. Yeah, Jason Horn was so polite during it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Commanders beat the Texans twenty-three to ten. Uh, Commanders do it again, and will Wentz stay on the bench behind Heineke? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I never really understood the move to begin with because, like, if if like if anything, over the last couple of seasons, you watch these guys, Wentz is a lateral move, if not worse buying Heineke with Heineke. So, I mean, I didn't understand that move to begin with because uh, Heineke's a guy that you could probably win some games with. I don't think you could really go that far with him, but you can win games, and that's kind of been proven this season. Yeah, I mean, bought those green and yellow Jays after beating the Packers like you say he was going to, and then he told say he was going to buy the lineman Jays for this win. There you go. Uh, Cowboys beat the Vikings 40-3, to just an absolute beatdown. I'd say beat might be an understatement. Yeah, this was – this was yeah, Cowboys coming off a loss, Bills uh, – Vikings coming off a big win over the Bills. I, I mean, you got Kirk Cousins in prime time this week. Vikings could start to see a couple losses here, I would think. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch much of this game, though. I think they – went away from it on TV in the third quarter because they did was. CBS cut to another game they cut to uh Bengals Steelers I think which was kind of nice because you have to hear Bromo talk about the Cowboys fair yeah somehow he keeps getting them every CBS game yeah uh you know, the Bengals beat the Steelers 37 to 30 
uh, in a shootout. The Bengals hold on, but the Steelers battled hard in this game. Pickett, yeah, Pickett looked. That's probably Pickett's best game he's played. Yeah, Bengals without some weapons on offense. Obviously, Jamar Chase out, but they they are able to move the ball. The Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon got hurt, but Samaji P Ryan had three receiving touchdowns. I'm very surprised that the Bengals were able to score 37 points against that defense with T.J. Watt back without all their playmakers. That was very surprising to see that. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders beat the Broncos 22-16. Devontae Adams walk-off touchdown in overtime. Broncos' brutal season continues, and there's a lot of heat on Hackett already. I wouldn't think that he gets fired after one year, but there's so many of these first-year head coaches. This is like getting worse every single cycle now where these first-year guys – Already on the hot seat. Like, yeah, I don't some think, of them I understand, but yeah, I don't I, think that Hackett's going to get fired. I don't think he sh- should be on a hot seat or anything, especially when you have Russell Wilson. When there's rumors that he's making audibles that are the Seahawks audibles that no one on the Broncos even know what the hell he's calling. Yeah, Wilson's been a disaster more than anything. I think in that situation. Now I understand if the Raiders were to fire McDaniels, but I don't think they'll do that either. I think the only first-year guy that's in trouble is uh, – what's his name? Jesus, I don't know. Are you know. talking about Lovie Smith again? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, he might be the only one that's in trouble, but even even so, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. I still think McDaniels should be. But I, I saw something on somebody's podcast there. They, they don't think they can actually fire him because they're still paying – uh, David Coley? No, the Raiders. Um, oh, the Raiders. Uh, they're still in the Gruden? whole deal having to pay Gruden, having to pay somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Mo, uh, who's the guy who had all those picks I was talking about? Matt, Max Mayhawk, Mayhawk or Mike Mayhawk? Yeah, they're still paying him or whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm Mark Davis has done a good job. There you go. They're still paying Gruden, and then if they get rid of him, they got to still pay him. Yeah. And then they're talking about possibly moving Carr. They're going to keep. Then, then the whole Adams thing really blows up because he's not going to want to play if you get rid of Carr. Unless you get Rodgers, which people are saying, which won't happen, but maybe, you know, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, and then Sunday Night Football. You have the Chiefs beat the Chargers 30-27. to Mahomes wins in a shootout against Herbert. Oh, great back and forth in this game. Yeah, I don't like watching the Chargers just because they ruin Herbert. He should be in a better situation. Brandon Staley's not a good head coach, but either way, they keep hanging around in games and they're not winning all of them. And the Chiefs, I think, I would I would say the Chiefs are the best team in football. Um Kelsey, Kelsey had what three touchdowns? Yeah, I did see one clip where people were saying it was kind of like a stage setup where it was his second touchdown. He just did a little crossing route, and Derwin he's outran Derwin James somehow. It's one of those weird plays, but yeah, Kelsey continues to be a monster, and I don't think anybody's beating the Chiefs in the AFC. I mean, maybe the Bills. If it, I even I mean, if the Bills don't like win more games the rest of the season, you would think that you're going to have to play an arrowhead in the AFC title game if those two play again. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much it would matter, but you, if you're the Bills, you'd want them in Buffalo, obviously. But uh, anyway, uh, Monday Night Football. And, and the Chiefs plays 
Clyde Edwards Lair on the IR now with the ankle. Yeah. So I don't know if that's done for the season or what. Yeah. And then, I mean, this week the Chiefs have an automatic win playing the the Rams. But anyway, uh, Monday Night Football, 49ers beat down of the Cardinals 38-10. to The Cardinals are a disaster. Colt McCoy started again. And the 49ers are emerging as one of the best teams in the NFC. I would put them right there with Philly and Dallas. And uh, right there, yeah. Also didn't know that there was going to be a game in Mexico and then – because of the way the field was set up, it looked like Arizona's home field except the seating. Yeah. Like the pads on the end and everything looked like Arizona's field. And yeah, then when they did yeah. the whole Mexican national anthem beginning of the game, I'm like, hey, what is this? <laughs> I go and look at my calendar in the kitchen. I'm like, well, there was something for Mexico yesterday. And then I looked up the game. I'm like, oh, it is in Mexico City. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to golf. Uh, you got the uh, last weekend. You had the RSM Classic. Winner was Adam Svensson. Won 1.5 million, shot 19 under. Uh, next tournament is December 1st through the 4th. The Hero World Challenge defending champion Victor Hovland uh, in Albany, New Providence, Bahamas. And then you got the match, Rory and Tiger versus Spieth and Thomas on December 10th. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, so we're not going to be picking golf until the Hero World next week. So, or, I don't yeah. know. What day, that's, yeah, that's next weekend. Next week, yeah. So, all right, let's go over to College Hoops. Uh, I just had to put this in there. Georgetown today losing to American a school that is ranked 302nd, or a team, I should say, ranked 302nd on Ken Palm. That's out of 363 teams in the country. So I would think Patrick Ewing might be fired sooner rather than later. It's been a total disaster there. The only saving grace for him in his entire tenure is that magical run that they went on two years ago to win the Big East tournament and get into the tournament in 2021. Other than yeah. that, it's been a disaster. And I would think you got to make a change there because you're Georgetown. You can't be this bad. Like, it's really, really bad there. Yeah, I just don't know with their program and him being a former player there, if they're, if that's a thing where they fire him midseason. Yeah, I think, I think that's I think fair just, to say. But I think just, like, for them with the respect issue from him playing there and everything, that's one they're just going to let it ride to the end of the year. And then let but him go. I feel like that makes it worse. I, I think if you're, if you're them and you don't want to fire him, I think, I would think that he would be willing to resign because, like, it's terrible. Like, they're so bad. I think and that's the only thing they'd let it do is they'd let it make – put it on him to either resign or they'd wait to the end of the year. But they already have, like, their coaches in mind of who they're wanting to replace him with. To give you a reference point on how bad they are, in Ken Palm's adjusted defensive efficiency metric right now in the Big East, every Big East team defensively is within the top 100 – the worst of that group being DePaul at 93. Georgetown's 196th. Like, it's horrendous. And losing to a team like this, when they had a 16-point lead, by the way, really, really bad. And the roster itself, I mean, uh, you have Wahab there, who's back after playing at Maryland last season. He's an experienced big, but he doesn't really do much. Brandon Murray was a four-star. He transferred from LSU. He's a good player, but other than that, it's not a good roster. And another guy you point out is uh, the fact that Dikembe Mutombo's son is there. 
he's a nice player, but I don't think he really provides much right now. He's still young, but it's bad. So I, I wonder what happens there. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking next week and he's fired. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, as we're recording this, we have the Maui Invitational Championship going on. We have another game later, I think a runners-up or a, th- a third-place match, I should say, between uh, Arkansas and San Diego State. But it's Creighton and Arizona right now. Always a fun tournament. Really good field this year. Like Creighton and Arizona, two top 15 teams. I think Creighton should be in the top five, maybe top six. And Arizona could be in the top 10 as well. But uh, plus you had Texas Tech, Ohio State in the field as well. It's a really good field. So Creighton's got to win this now, and they are down. Early, yeah. We'll see. Uh, you also have what, the battle for Atlantis going on. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, the Phil Knight Legacy Tournament starts. Which is a pretty stacked field. <laughs> Nike field, yeah. You got what Oregon, Gonzaga, Michigan Duke, State, Duke, North Carolina, Portland State, big powerhouse. Yeah, Oregon State. Uh, Alabama. Yeah, Alabama's got a there's it's a like ranked matchup. Alabama, Michigan State, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty good field. Yeah, a good field. And the Atlantis field was loaded last season. It's still pretty good this year. But the big game in the Atlantis today, or the first game, was Dayton and Wisconsin with a final score of 43-42. to 42. So Classic that was exciting. Wisconsin game. Yeah. I think the Maui and the, the Battle for Atlantis also now are struggling because these other big names are playing in, like, the Phil Knight legacy. And you're only allowed to play in one, so yeah. Yeah, like before, you either have Duke and North Carolina – Switching but, off on which team was playing in the Maui that year and which one's playing for the Atlantis. Yeah, the and good now thing they're... for Maui, the Maui field was loaded. I mean, it could have been more loaded, but it was loaded. And also, I mean, the Atlantis, like I said, was really good last year. It's still pretty good this year. I mean, you have Kansas in there. But, uh, yeah, the Phil Knight legacy will definitely change a little bit given the Nike schools that are going to be in there. But the good thing if you're, you know, Atlantis or Maui, it's only going to be Nike schools. So there's some still some good schools that aren't Nike schools that, you know, yeah. aren't in this. So surprise that North Carolina is in that field. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Not actually considered a Nike. Well, school. I mean, it's a branch, you know. Yeah, uh, and then they also the NCAA gives Las Vegas its first Final Four, uh, going to be played there in 2028. Surprising that they scene. they've never had a Final Four there. I don't really think they had a good arena to do it until they got this hockey one. Hmm. They need to be played there instead of Allegiant Stadium. I would. Well, I guess that's true. They. Well, but Allegiant could be that uh, sun could really bother on the basketball court. And it wasn't new, or it wasn't there, you know, no. for a while. So. But yeah, I don't know if they could play it there just because how the sun could come in there, and then you. Be trying to play and shoot and looking directly into. Sun I remember somewhere. in the uh, in the tournament two years ago in the Indianapolis bubble that where Butler played, I think Fieldhouse or whatever it's called, yeah. they had some sun glare issues at that. So yeah. and th- that would obviously Vegas would obviously be worse for that, but maybe they'll just do it in T-Mobile Arena. I don't know. But uh, you got the new top twenty-five as of Monday. North Carolina stays at one. Houston up one to two. Kansas up three to three. Texas up seven to four. Virginia up eleven to number five. Virginia yeah. had big two games in yep. Vegas. Yep. 
beating uh, Baylor and Illinois. Uh, Gonzaga is down four to six. Baylor down two to seven. Duke down one to eight. Arkansas at nine. Creighton at ten. Uh, Indiana moves up one to eleven. Michigan State up fourteen spots. So unranked number twelve. Uh, Auburn uh, stays put at thirteen. Arizona stays put at fourteen. Kentucky down eleven to number fifteen. Kentucky should have dropped way more than that. The fact that they're ranked above teams like Illinois, San Diego State, and Alabama is an absolute joke. Anyway, Illinois up 3-16. to San Diego State, Alabama State put it 17-18. UCLA losing to Illinois and Baylor in Vegas. They drop 11-19. UConn up 5-20. to And then Texas Tech up 2-21. to Tennessee State's put at 22. Uh, Maryland at 23 after being not unranked. Purdue unranked at 24, and Iowa coming from unranked at 25. So three Big Ten teams come in after being unranked. Yeah, six Big Ten teams in there from 10 to 25, or 11 to 25. So no top 10 teams in the Big Ten, but they do have teams elsewhere. You could uh, have one. Illinois could get in there if, say, Creighton loses, which they're now only down two. Yeah. And you got Illinois and Texas playing in a couple weeks, so that'll be an interesting game as well for Madison Square Garden, where Illinois notoriously plays well. So watch out if you're Texas. Anyway, uh, let's go to Major League Baseball. Uh, yeah, you had uh, Goldschmidt win the NL MVP, Judge win the AL MVP. Uh, now free agent Judge meeting with the Giants in California. I also see, saw that the Dodgers are also trying to court Judge. Replace yeah. Bellinger with Judge. And they're, I mean, they've got a bunch of free agents. Turner's gone, so that money's gone. Bellinger's gone, that money's gone. And there was like five players that they were losing. Yeah, Turner's gone. That money's gone. So. Both Turners. Yeah, it would make sense. Uh, I could see the Giants getting it done, though. It seems like they're pulling out all the stops. But I wouldn't count the Yankees out either in this situation. Uh, definitely not count out the Dodgers. And you're also, it's like you're the New York Yankees, and this guy just won the MVP and had a monster season. It would be hard to justify to the late great, I know he's not alive, but the late great George Steinbrenner, like he'd be rolling over if you you can't bring him back. I mean, that's, yeah. you know. And, I mean, the Yankees have already re-signed. Who all that? Isaiah Kiner-Falefa got re-signed for a year. And, and they, re-signed, they re-signed Rizzo. Yeah. And, uh if there is a baseball god, do not allow Matt Carpenter to come back to the Cardinals. Just so, just so we're clear on that. Maybe the Yankees will re-sign him, but just such a bad fit. Anyway, and in, uh, in this year's edition of the Brewers pu- puzzling trade, they trade uh, outfielder Hunter Renfro, one of their best hitters in an offense that struggled, to the Angels for three pitchers of little to no value, including name value, which Jansen Junk is headed to Milwaukee. That's a great name. But other than that, the Brewers, this hey, trade makes no sense to me. I remember when he got called up this year, you he threw pretty well. I picked, I, had, yeah. Yeah, I, talked, I picked the Angels one game. It was his like, first first start. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure these pitchers will all be solid, but other than like, – Renfro, one of their best hitters in a lineup that wasn't that good. It just makes no sense to me. But that the Brewers have a very weird way of operating. They wonder why they don't win titles. So there's a yeah. reason. How long do you think Otani really stays there? Uh, I would say if they if they don't improve this season, I would think that it's done. And what about Trout? I think he's there for the rest of his career. Sad. Eh, he he decided to sign the big deal. You know, what can I you know? know. 
Uh, the NHL, the Devils still haven't lost. They've won 13 in a row. They're now 16-3-0. If it weren't for the Bruins continuing to not lose, the Devils would be top <laughs> of the league. Fair. And then you switch over to my team. They've won seven in a row. Don't look now. The Blues are 10-8-0 now after they started the season with a three-game win streak. They lost eight straight. Now they've won seven straight. So one of the bizarre streaky starts to a season – ever in NHL history. So they're in Buffalo tonight looking for number eight in a row. But uh, stat leaders in the NHL, other than the numbers changing, only one player has been changed from last week. But uh, point leader, no surprise, and goal leader. Connor McDavid leading in both 35 points, 16 goals. McKinnon still leads in assists with 21. Linus Olmark still leads uh, Boston Bruins goaltender with 13 wins. And then save percentage, it's now Connor Hellebuck of Winnipeg with 935, who's pretty much put that team on his back. What is Omar um, at? I didn't look at that, but I would assume it's probably in the 930 range, maybe 931. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. Let me check here. I just accidentally looked up the wrong thing. So McDavid's got to be in like second assist then if he's got 19 yeah. assists. So Olmark is at 935 as well, but when I saw leader, it said Hellebuck. So, oh, so tied. So you tried, tied. Get, you tried taking all my Bruins out of your your things. Sure, you could say that. Uh, the point leader in the league is the Bruins, 17-2-0, 34 points. Good start for Jim Montgomery there. I will say that. And hey, I said in the off, I said in the offseason, Jim Montgomery would be a great hire for them. I didn't want him to leave the Blues. I knew it was probably inevitable. It seems to be paying off right now. And it makes you wonder. What the hell was going on with Bruce Cassidy, given the fact they lost Krejci last season, didn't even play there? Yeah, laps, went back to check. But then you look at Cassidy in Vegas, and he's doing really well. So I don't know what the issue was there. Yeah, but I Krejci's back doing what he normally does. That power play has been great. Hampus Lindholm filling in for Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, who's back and has been racking up points. Yeah. All right, college football playoff rankings. Which, before we get into this, now the whole Michigan State thing, there's been seven uh, players who either suspended or getting in trouble for the whole Michigan Michigan State thing. Looks yeah. like a, a brawl of mamas just off jumping around. Yeah. But the new college football playoff rankings, uh, you got Georgia at one. Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU at four, LSU up one to five. Which surprises me. Uh, yeah, I I don't think LSU should be ahead of USC, who's at six. They're up one to six. Alabama up one to seven. Clemson up one to eight. Oregon up three to nine. Tennessee after just maybe the worst game in program history, dropping five to ten. Because number one, you give up sixty three points to South Carolina. Number two, you lose your quarterback to an ACL. That's just a really bad combination. Yeah, and with their back-to-back losses, surprised they're in the top ten still. That's true. Uh, Penn State stays put at eleven. Kansas State up three to twelve. Washington up four to thirteen. Utah drops four to fourteen, and Notre Dame up three to fifteen. Uh, let's see. Florida State up three to sixteen. North Carolina drops four to seventeen. UCLA drops two to eighteen. Tulane up two to nineteen, Ole Miss drops six to twenty. A team who should have dropped more after getting destroyed by Arkansas. A team that might lose their head coach to Auburn. Don't look now. Uh, he said in the press conference, he told his team he's 
And then the same, he never, he never said that he's not leaving Ole Miss, but he also said that he hasn't accepted the job at Auburn yet. So, and the team or the same station also came out and said that Auburn hasn't reached out to any coaches yet. Yeah, the I don't, same TV station or news channel or radio station that claimed that he was leaving to go to Auburn then claimed that Auburn hasn't reached out to any coaches yet. Well, I'll say this. Uh, it's going to be Kiffin to Auburn and Matt Rule to Nebraska. But anyway, moving along to 21. Uh, 21, Oregon State up two. UCF drops two to 22. Texas from uh, to 23 after being not ranked. Cincinnati up one to 24. Louisville fills out the top 25 after being unranked. All right, let's do the picks. Uh Last week for me, six and two in both college football and the NFL, two and zero oh in the NHL, zero oh and two in the NBA, three and three in college basketball. I would have liked a little bit of a better start in college hoops than that, but uh, what can you do? So uh, overall, I am five seventy seven and four fifty three. Ethan's catch up to me because I went thirteen thirteen, three and five in the NFL, four and four in college football. One and one in both NHL and NBA, and four and two in college hoops. So I'm now five eighty four and four seventy two. Watch out! Uh, all right, let's go NBA picks for Wednesday. Yeah, we got NBA and NHL for tonight. Yeah, as there's no NHL games tomorrow. Uh, NBA, I got the Pacers plus one and a half over the Timberwolves, and the Raptors minus two and a half over the Nets. I'm going to go with a couple favorites. I'm going to go Celtics minus four and a half against the Mavs. Bucks minus six and a half against the Bulls. It looks pretty miserable. Which I think it's going to be a decent matchup between the Mavs and the Celtics. Luka did come out and said that he thinks Tatum and Brown are uh, one of the best duos in the league right now. If you don't count Devin Booker and Mikael Bridges, yeah, definitely. Hey, that's just what Luka said. He said they're, he, they're one of the best duos in the league. He didn't sure. say that we're yeah. the best. The best duo is Luca and the refs would be my thoughts. Anyway, moving uh, along, NHL. Quit being a Luca hater. You're like Stephen A. Smith. And also, did you also see Giannis's thing about uh, he could take the top five international guys and beat the top five NBA American guys? Yeah, that's a load of BS. He said uh, Embiid would be his five. Who do you say would be? Oh, Jokic would be the four. He'd be the three. Uh, Evan uh, Fournier would be the two, and Luca would be his one. Yeah, we could put together a better. Group then he than had that. he had uh, Steph Clay. It wouldn't be Clay at this point. If you watched, has he watched Clay play lately? It uh, would be Devin Booker. He's at Steph Clay, LeBron. No, KD. And I think the five, you had Bam. Bam out of bio. Yeah. I, where's Jason Tatum would be my thoughts on that. But anyway, NHL. Uh, I got the Bruins minus 110 over the Panthers and the Islanders minus 125 over the Oilers. All right. I have the Islanders minus 125 over the Oilers as well. And the streak comes to an end tonight for the Devils. So I'm going to take the Leafs plus 115 at the Devils. So... I picked the Devils to beat the Leafs last week, taking the Leafs to beat the Devils this week. I am 100% going to be correct. 
Let's go to college hoops, Thursday games. Who you got? Uh, I got Duke over Oregon State and UConn over Oregon. I picked both games out of the Phil Knight legacy. I have one of those games. I have Alabama over Michigan State, Phil Knight legacy game. Uh, And then I have Southern Illinois over Cal Baptist. Southern Illinois coming off of a tough loss in the SoCal Challenge to UNLV. So Cal Baptist lost to Minnesota, so Minnesota plays UNLV. I'm going to take Southern Illinois over Cal Baptist. Uh, Friday I got Iowa over Clemson and Illinois over Lindenwood. Illinois might win that game by 100, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm going to take San Francisco over Davidson, and I'm going to take Towson, who I picked last week. They're 5-0. I'm going to keep rolling with them over Fairfield. Uh, and then Saturday I have Houston over Kent State, and out of the Missouri Valley I got Bradley over Merrimack. I have Houston over Kent State as well. Kent State sneaky, solid MAC team, top 75 in the metrics, uh, but Houston's just the best team in the country. I've seen enough to determine that. I think they should be number one, but North Carolina has to lose for that to happen, even though I test tells me Houston's the best team in America, and North Carolina is ranked based off of a magical run of the tournament. Anyway, good team still, but and they who do they one. play tomorrow in that the Phil Knight? Uh, Don't they have a gimme game first game? Yeah, it's similar to Duke. I mean, Oregon State's a gimme game. <laughs> At least they're uh, uh, they uh, North Carolina plays Portland, Portland, but I don't think Portland's that bad. Yeah, Portland's 131st in Ken Palm, which for a team of that, that's not too bad. At least he's playing a major conference team is what I was kind of getting at. I, yeah, but okay. Oregon State is 243rd on Ken Palm, and Portland's mm-hmm. 131st. They can, be a, they can be a power cop. Well, they've beaten Tulsa, which is a surprising win, but then Florida A&M and then a D3 school. And then, but, yeah, I've, you can be a, a – if you're Oregon State, you can be a power conference team all you want. They went three and twenty-eight last year. But, I mean, I'm, I'm more glad that we didn't pick the Gonzaga game. I mean, they're playing right. Portland State. Yeah, Portland State's not that bad though, but still, uh, UNC. Yeah, but you look at the metrics; they're a little bit. You know, they did beat uh, Oregon State, or not Oregon State, uh, Portland. Uh, UNCG over Hoss, uh, Hofstra. Jesus is my uh, second game on Saturday, so. All right, let's uh, let's do the NFL. And we were going to try sticking with the Phil Knight legacy for basketball, but they didn't even have matchup predictions on when those next games are going to be played. Yeah. Let's do NFL Week 12 first. Uh, we decided for the Thursday game we were going to pick the Giants-Cowboys game. Uh, Cowboys are a 10-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants plus 10. I think Cowboys win, but I don't know if it's by more than 10. Yep, I'm taking that as well. 27-24 final score. You heard it here first. Cowboys win, Giants cover the 10. Uh, My five other games, I got the Vikings minus 2.5 over the Patriots, Bengals minus 2 over the Titans, Commanders minus 4.5 over the Falcons, uh, Panthers plus 2 over the Broncos, and Seahawks minus 3.5 over the Raiders. I'm going to take the Jets minus six against the Bears, the Ravens minus three and a half against the Jags, the Titans plus two against the Bengals, Chargers mm-hmm. minus three at the Cardinals, oh, Chiefs yeah. Chiefs minus 14 and a half over the Rams. The Rams have somebody named Bryce Perkins starting a quarterback for them, an undrafted free agent out of Virginia. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, he's more of a read option. And the Rams did release Daryl Henderson. Yeah, he got claimed by the Jags. Which they didn't. 
pregame he was complaining about his knee hurting, so I don't even know if there's Watch an the issue there. Cam Akers thing where it looked like he was going to be traded, but then he wasn't. It's very weird. What's now he's on? back to their stud back. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, Sunday Night Football, you have the Packers at the Eagles. Eagles are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. It's disrespectful for the Eagles to only be six-and-a-half, like, to me. Yeah. But it's I'm nice to be able to pick because I picked the Eagles yeah. knowing they'll have to win by a touchdown. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles all day. They might win by 100. Uh, Monday Night Football, you have the Steelers at the Colts. Colts are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Colts. Jeff Saturday's going to be two-and-one, I guarantee it. I'm taking the Colts as well. I mean, they just battled, played a great game against the Eagles. Yep, and I think they can turn Pickett over, so I'm taking it. Uh, all right, let's do college football. Uh, got ACC. I have UNC minus six and a half over NC State. I am taking NC State plus six and a half. Of course you would. As a sign of disrespect to North Carolina because they screwed me over early in the season. Uh, Big 12, I have Oklahoma minus two over Texas Tech. I'll take West Virginia plus seven and a half at Oklahoma State. Yeah, I picked Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma last week, or they were the, I had them plus, I think. Yeah, I'm plus seven and a half, and they got destroyed by Oklahoma. Uh, Big Ten, I have Wisconsin minus three over Minnesota. I have that as well, Wisconsin. Uh, Pac-12, I have Oregon minus three over Oregon State. As do I. Go Ducks. That's a deciding, or not a deciding, because USC is going to win the Pac-12, but that's the Pac-12 title game. That This game decides that, right? Pretty much, yeah. If Oregon wins, I believe it's USC-Oregon. But if Oregon State wins, it's it is it Oregon like, State, uh, Utah, or somebody? I don't even know. UCLA. Let me look. Go ahead with the SEC. Uh, I got LSU minus ten over Texas A and M. It would be Washington or Utah that would be playing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Tennessee's kind of given up on the season now that their quarterback's out and their defense is awful. I'm going to take Vanderbilt. He's been pretty scrappy. Plus fourteen. Against them, so I think that's way too big of a number. And then we got our three primetime games. Uh, this the first game is Friday, nineteen Tulane at twenty four Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus one. Yeah, I picked this at uh, plus four, but I'm I'm down to go down to the one, and I'm going to take Tulane still. I think they're a scrappy, good team that's had a really good season. I'll take Tulane. I'm taking Cincinnati. Uh, game two, big time matchup. Number three, Michigan at number two, Ohio State. Ohio State minus seven and a half. One of my favorite games to watch every year. Um, and this year it means even more because both teams are undefeated. Even though one thing is I think both teams could still get in despite the result here. Uh, I think both teams will get in despite the result here, honestly, if we're, if we're looking ahead. But I sat here and said last year that I'm not picking Michigan until they prove they can beat Ohio State. And they did that last year by beating them. But I'm going to take Ohio State minus seven and a half. I am as well. I mean, they Michigan just barely survived a game against Illinois. That they shouldn't have because the refs screwed Illinois. But, you know, it's fair. Yeah. Ohio State, I mean, they just looked. The only way that Michigan Marvin Harrison Jr. just does what he wants. 
Yeah, Michigan's offensive line is great, and Corum's going to be playing a little bit banged up, the running back. Uh, but is, I think he, Ohio, if he, does, is he supposed to be playing? I mean, he left yeah. the Illinois game and then never came back. I believe he's playing. Uh, but Ohio State has a better front this year than they did last year, and they can hang a little bit more with the Michigan offensive line that dominated the game when they played last year. I think that's a big factor here. Um, and also, I don't think Michigan obviously doesn't have the pass rush they did last year with Ojabo and Hutchinson. So uh, I think Ohio State should win this game. And does Corn sitting most of last game, does that hurt his Heisman candidacy? Yeah, I think the Heisman's going to be Stroud if they win this game or Caleb Williams if USC can beat Notre Dame. And I really thought Tennessee's quarterback was going to be up there. I mean, he had the best stat line out of all of them. Yeah, it just fell apart late, and that team didn't finish well enough. Uh, and then lastly, for the primetime games, you have number 15, Notre Dame, at number six, USC, USC uh, minus five and a half. I'm taking Notre Dame to win this game outright, and they'll cover the spread, obviously, by winning it outright, but I'm taking uh, Notre Dame. I'm taking USC. Notre Dame can yuck it up, make it a nasty game. Get the stops that UCLA couldn't get last last week. Taking Notre Dame, who's been playing a lot better. All right, huge four days of sports coming up. If you want to include today, it's five days of sports. But uh, for anybody who watches the World Cup, uh, bet the house on England on Friday to beat the U.S. Yeah, probably blew it against Wales. Yep, that pretty much ruined the entire World Cup for a young, scrappy U.S. team. And I think when the when the World Cup's in North America in four years, the U.S. will be right at the forefront because they have a very young squad. But anyway, if you're into that, bet uh, England. Also, this entire thing's rigged, if we're being honest. But uh, anyway, moving along. Uh, everybody have a safe, happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, last one in November next week. We'll have a lot to cover in the sports world as college football will have a pretty clear picture of what's to come with that and uh, everything else in the world of sports. And we'll see you next week for number 87. Deuces. The Sidney Crosby episode, by the way. So go ahead and say your thing again. All right, everybody see you. <laughs>